We're good to go. Hey, we're good to go for the Media Boat Podcast. <laughs> it is Wednesday, January 23rd. 23rd. 2019. 23rd. Yeah, so I said. Yep. Okay. Are 23rd. you a parrot? You're just going to repeat everything I say? Uh, uh, or like the last thing Apparently. I say? Apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> you get it. It's the Media Boat Podcast. It is, like I said, it is Wednesday, January 23rd. We're live on YouTube right now. Yep. Uh, if you want to chat with us, go. Uh, make sure you tune in or subscribe to us. It's true. Um, we hootsuit it out. Yeah. We, if you're wondering what we are, if you've never seen us before, Media Boat Podcast is your source for news about movies, video games, music, and television. Not necessarily in that order. That was a brand new order. I don't that know was a random order. Came out of my head somehow. Um, but my name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. As he, as I said, we go live. Um, so find us on Twitter. I know we plug usually at the end, but Twitter at MediaBoatCast or on Facebook MediaBoatPodcast. To when we go live, we always tweet out and post out when we go live. Like always Wednesdays around five o'clock ish right now. Yeah, may change between five and six. Between we'll, five and we're, six. We're a little fluid right now, but we'll hammer something down at some point. It, it holds water. You know what else holds water? The Media Boat Podcast. Hey! So let's get it started. We always start with movies, and we always start movies with last weekend's box office number. All right, so what was number one at the box Holy office? Holy crap, this is a weird box office week. I know it is. Because, for a couple of reasons. Um, there's an animated film up there. There's a couple and not of what them. you think. Turns out, there's two. Yeah. Uh, your number one movie, though, is not animated, uh, but it did animate the pockets of M. Night Shyamalan. See what I did there? Yes. yes. Glass! Uh, like we talked about last week, which is the sequel of sorts to two M. Night Shyamalan movies, uh, last year's Split and... Uh, uh, two years Split. Two years ago Split. Sorry. I've been doing this podcast too long. Uh, uh and, uh, Unbreakable, which I believe is from 2002? Yes. Um, uh, and yeah, that debuted to $46 million. Pretty good debut. That thing's yeah. gonna make its money back. It'll make its money back. Definitely. So yeah, people people want to see those characters back again. People want to see some Bruce Willis. We we may see Edit. some more. What would you call the next one then? Uh ah, uh, what was Bruce Willis's character's name? Dunn. Oh, I thought he had some sort of nickname. I've no. never seen Unbreakable <laughs> all the way through. I've seen like the end of Unbreakable. Okay, where uh, where he became unbroken? Sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when he, they found out he couldn't break. <laughs> I know nothing about it. Uh, but yeah, that was Sounds your number like one it. movie. Coming in at number two, uh, last week's uh, number one, The Upside. Dropped down a peg. Uh, $18 million to add to its $46 million total. So in two weeks, that thing has made as much as Glass did in one. Not great, but it's hanging in there. Yeah, but it's cheap for it to make. So. It's also very expensive. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, number I, three, I think they're fine with that. Number three, Aquaman. Still there. Uh, Making another $12 million. Yep. 306 domestic. That's yep. big. Uh, as we said last week, it hit the billion dollars. Uh, also, a quick side note. These are the four-day weekend totals. Right, because we did have a holiday on Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, so, yes, this does include the holiday day. And the reason I bring this up is because of our number four entry. Yes, number four is the crazy one here. I didn't anticipate there being this many people who still care about Dragon Ball Z, but here we are. Dragon Ball Super uh, Broly, which is the name of this movie. It's Dragon Ball Super colon Broly. Yes. 
Uh, Broly is a character. Yes, Broly is a character. He's Broly... a exi- pre-existing character. He's been a character in this universe So, before. here's the weird and thing. this is a movie about him. So, here's the weird thing about this film. Okay. Is that... So, this is a film about the character Broly, who is non-canonically Wait. a character in the Dragon Ball universe. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Is he canon now? Now he is officially canon. Why wasn't he canon before? Because he was not a character designed by Akira Toriyama. He was created after the fa- after Dragon Ball. Okay. And after Dragon Ball Z, like okay. years after it, they wanted Got to make it. another film, so they commissioned the film without Toriyama's involvement and created yeah. Dragon Ball Z. The Dragon Ball Z film, led the legendary Super Saiyan, <laughs> which was Broly. Broly in it. Yes. So now there's has been reclaiming Broly. This is just like, basically like this character. This We're is basically a Toriyama saying. I'm going to make Broly canon. This is canon Broly now. Canon Broly. Yep. All right. Well, interesting. So, yeah, that made $11.9 million, <laughs> which made it into the top five this week, which is crazy. Granted, that was this only... This is a limited release This movie. is a limited release film yeah. on, like, five days. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, a lot of fans showed up. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't see this. I forgot about it. You forgot that it existed. Nice. <laughs> I also made, oh no, I probably was playing at uh, Irvine Spectrum. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Was. I mean, I, I know that's LA releases. I was there uh, on Monday night, but I did not see uh, uh, whether that was playing yes. that night. But uh, what I did see, though, and your number five movie, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, got another ten million dollars, adding to a respectable one hundred and sixty-one total domestic. Uh, we got listeners. All right. All right, and they're chatting with us. Cool. Good. All right. Uh, so, so, yeah, that was your top five. That was your box office. Pretty crazy week. It's pretty good. Uh, upcoming, this is what you have to look for this week in the All right. What am I looking forward to? We have two movies. Two. Uh, very different. Uh, first is The Kid Who Would Be King. This is the retelling of Arthur, uh, Sword of the Stone, in modern times. Uh, think Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. You know. I'd rather not. That that kind of uh, family friendly uh-huh. world's gonna end, so I gotta save the day because I'm the chosen one. Type of film. Speaking of based off a book series, I assume. Speaking of movies based on kids' book series, you know what I saw a trailer for that confused me to no end. What? What the hell is Artemis Fowl? Oh, you saw that? Yeah, there was a trailer for Artemis Fowl. Yeah. Like what is That's that? That's a Disney thing. Remember yeah. we talked about it? Yeah, but what is it? Oh, okay. So it's is a it book. Like Harry Potter. Uh, if Harry Potter was a thief. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Artemis Fowl is, uh, so the character of Artemis Fowl is a kid who's a thief, or grew up in a family of thieves, and gadgets and stuff. Okay. Alright, and your other new movie coming out this this week is Serenity. Not that Serenity. Not that Serenity. Yeah, don't get excited to see Nathan Fillion show up. This is Serenity... Parentheses 2018. 2018. So what is this? Um, I don't know. Cool. All right. It said, it said wide release. I have yet to see a commercial for this thing. <laughs> All right. Well, who knows what the hell Serenity is. I'm sure we'll come well, back to it. Well, funny enough, there was supposed to be a third release uh, from STX Films. Okay. But that got pushed back to next month. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a Liam Neeson film. Uh, okay, well that's it for uh, new releases. So, uh, did you see any movies this week that you want to talk about? Uh, we want to do thoughts now or thoughts later? Yeah, we do thoughts after the box office. Okay, yeah, I didn't see anything. 
You didn't see anything? Well, I sure did. Okay. Although it's kind of old news, so I'll be brief. All right. Uh, I saw Spider-Man. Oh, you finally saw Spider-Man. I finally saw Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. All right. So is it Academy Award worthy? Hell yes. (laughs) That thing was amazing. I loved every second of it. I think it did crazy inventive stuff with animation that I've never seen before. I think from moment one to the end of that thing, it was just enthralling. Like, I was so involved with everything that was happening. Everything looked really cool, and it left left an impact on me after I left the theater, which is, like, pretty much the stamp of, that's a good movie. Did you enjoy the different Spider-Man styles? Very cool. Cartoon styles? Yeah, very, very For each cool. Spider-Man? Nicolas Cage <laughs> is the funniest thing in that movie. It's super understated. Like, nobody is really talking about that character, but holy crap, everything that the noir Spider-Man says is hilarious. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's so good. And if it, that doesn't win Best Animated Feature uh, at the Oscars Shame. this year, it will be an upset. Like, I can't, I can't imagine a world where that doesn't get rewarded. Also, I can't imagine a world where that thing can be made. <laughs> I think just the, just the whole time I was thinking that. I was like, man, I can't believe they got to make this. Like, this is an actual thing. This is a thing they got to live. It is the most comic booky comic book movie that's ever existed. And it's from Sony Animation. Yeah. An that's plus. the weirdest thing about this. It's insane that this thing exists. It's like in so many different ways. Um, but yeah, um, ultimately I liked it. Um, and ultimately it's a good segue... Into our next section where we talk about the news. So, speaking of the Academy Awards... Indeed. The nominations were announced yesterday. Spider-Man's a good movie, but you know what else is a good movie? All these other movies that the Academy is presenting awards to. Or at least some of these will be presented awards. Others will be disappointed. But yes, it's that time of year again. The Academy Award nominations are out. Yep, there are eight up for Best Picture. Yep, and I'm pissed again because it's like, if you don't use that full 10, <laughs> all people are going to talk about is what was snubbed. Right. And sure enough, people are talking about what got snubbed. Uh, but your uh, your nominees include Black Panther, surprisingly enough. Uh, Black Panther, Vice, The Favorite, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, A Star is Born, Green Book, um... I'm blanking on the uh, two. Let's see. Green Book, uh, Star is Born, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, you're missing um, The Favorite. I said The Favorite. Uh, okay. You're missing... <laughs> yeah. What I'm... are we missing? Oh, Roma. Oh, R- Roma. Duh. Yeah. And, uh, shoot. Vice. Uh, um... It's advice. Did you? Yes. Vice, favorite, Roma, Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> Green Book, uh-huh. the favorite. Um, you said favorite twice. I said the favorite twice. <laughs> <laughs> Black Panther. Black Panther. Anyways, you get the idea. Yes. There are a lot of uh, good movies in here. Uh, you've seen most of them. I've seen six out of the eight. It's not bad. Yeah. Considering. The only two I didn't see are Green Book and... Um, the oh, favorite. Black Klansman. Black Klansman. That's right, Spike Lee. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Green Book and Favorite are the ones I haven't seen. I will yeah. probably end up seeing The Favorite at some point. Yeah, you'll see. The Doctor has expressed interest in it. But, but yeah. yeah. Uh, 
So, in case you're wondering about records this year, Roma and The Favourite are leading uh, this year with ten nominations each. Mm-hmm. Black Panther uh, is up for seven, including Black... Uh, Best Picture. Picture. Black Picture. Wow, what a Freudian <laughs> slip. Uh, Best Picture, which is, yeah, that was the surprise of the night. Yes. A lot of people were... Welcome, like, surpri- uh, contentedly surprised, I guess you could say. Yeah, but I put this one up there, like, with Up, when Up got nominated. Right, it's like, there. It's about kind of time it to... got nominated. Yeah. Yeah. It's there because it's the Academy saying, like, yeah, we can do this. It won't win. No. There's no chance in hell that it will win, but it's cool <laughs> that it's there. And it's, it definitely makes that become the, the crown franchise currently of the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe right now. It's like... The fact that they have proper critical respect for that thing is kind of amazing. Just plaster on the box now. Academy yeah, Award nominees for Best Picture. Uh, yeah, uh, Spike Lee uh, finally nominated for Best Director. The first time since he won for Do the Right Thing. Yes, which was back in 80... 89. 89? I would say 88. 88, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, Lady Gaga got that nom for actress that we thought she was going yep. to. Uh, she also got it for Best original song yes for shout shalalalo yes and uh bradley cooper snubbed for director but nominated for actor yep uh which is interesting yeah a lot of basically it was a combination of a lot of really easy like predictable moves mm-hmm. and the occasional weird surprise like there was every once in a while there was something that i was like okay that's kind of surprising that it's there yeah uh but if you want to see all eight best picture nominees you can go to your local amc and see seven of them wait what what happened to the well, the last one? Uh, that's because AMC will not be showing Roma as oh. part of its uh, annual Oscar uh, Oscar award because ticket. it's a Netflix film and there are competitors. Yes, and because even though Netflix has previously uh, said we will give you like the proceeds from it, um, it's like they don't. They they just didn't want to do it. They don't want to ball. Yeah, they don't want to play ball. Nope. But if you haven't seen the rest of those. Uh, you can watch Netflix at home. Yep. Yeah, uh, Roma at home on Netflix. But yes, uh, the actress from Roma got nominated. Yes. Roma is nominated for Best Foreign Film as well as Best Picture. Right. So look for it to hit both, maybe? Uh, definitely foreign. Well, uh, yes. But it would be crazy if it won Best Picture and not foreign. Well, yeah, it would be crazy if it won that. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be insane. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm going to say it right now. That's 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 my prediction. I think Roma is your best picture. Roma is best picture? I think so. I think it checks the boxes uh, when you talk mm-hmm. about traditional Oscar winners. It's a, uh, art art artistry-first movie. It is a director-driven movie. It is it a beautiful is, cinematography yeah, film. It, it's got the cinematography It's edge. got the long shots. It's got the nice outside-to-inside transitions it's that doesn't lose. It's the pick. It is. I think Vice is your next most likely. Because that's if they don't want to go so prestige that they choose Roma and they want to go a little bit more populist, they go with Vice. But everything else is just there for show. Right. I don't believe anything else can win. Uh, I think The Favorite has a chance based on acting ability. The Favorite might have the actor's uh, power, but if we've learned anything from the last two years specifically, acting's not that doesn't mean hold. anything anymore. That used to be the trick. Yep. Back in the day... They used to be, that's what got me wrong in a couple of years in past predictions. It's what lost me the Oscar race when I predicted that Silver Linings Playbook would win years ago. Right. Is that I thought because SAG was behind it that they would win, and they didn't. 
same thing for the last two years. You know, like t- when you're talking about Moonlight and Shape of Water, those are not actor-driven movies. Right. So yeah, they're so, auteur-driven films. Right, which is why I think what Roma is recent track record makes yep. me think Roma. Where Where are you at in the Best Picture race? Uh, yeah, I, I'm Roma. Um, I'm Alfonso Cuarón for director. Yes, definitely. Um, I think it's definitely his year this this time. I think Spike is Spike Lee nominated for writing for Black Lands. No, weirdly enough, no, he's he not nominated for director, but yes. not for screenplay. Yes, speaking of snubs, uh, um, Eighth Grade also got snubbed. Yeah, nowhere to be seen. And um, your favorite my movie of last year got snubbed. Yes, most um, that's what I was going to bring up. We're not mentioning that. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Mr. Rogers Won't documentary. Won't you be my neighbor? Uh, snubbed in the documentary category. Yeah, but. A stacked documentary category this oh, year. Oh, uh, oh! Sense. So I'm I'm going to project that um, the RGB. My, that's my prediction yep, as well. I or RBG Ruth Bader Ginsburg films probably going to win that. I think that that has the most word of mouth right now. Yep. I think that would make sense, especially politically, which let's say Hollywood is nothing but not what nothing but not <laughs> political, especially now. I mean, uh, it definitely has a chance. Oh yeah. Uh, what else? I think Spider-Man's got uh, pretty much animation on lock here. Yeah. Even though it is going up against Incredibles 2 and I think and there is Wreck-Man a slight 2. chance that there would be an Incredibles upset here. Which is funny to say Incredibles <laughs> upset. Because yes. it's any year where Spider-Man was not n- nominated, uh, it would have been, been the easy winner. Incredibles would have definitely beat those other movies. But in a world where... <laughs> in a world where uh, Spider-Man exists, there's no way it doesn't. Right. Uh, speaking of shorts, yes. Bow got nominated. Yes, and I think that I has think a that strong has chance. a strong yes. Uh, because it is the one that most voters have probably seen, which helps. It does. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we could talk for hours about these nominees. And we uh, will in a special Oscar broadcast. Yes, when we get closer to the Oscars, we, were do, we will do a special... Uh, podcast where we, we focus and predict every single category. So uh, look forward to that. That's coming up later in the year, or I guess coming year the in uh, next month. Uh, yes, uh, the Oscars themselves are February twenty fourth on NBC. Still hostless. Yes, but not a revolving door. Or ABC, my bad. ABC. Yeah, ABC. All right, cool. Uh, so let's move on then and talk about another side of the Disney. Uh, umbrella, which is Pixar. Oh, yes. Pixar uh, had a surprise um, uh, move uh, this week. And no, it didn't involve that other dude who used to run the place getting a job somewhere uh, else. Yes, I did mention that. You did mention that. No, no we um, will mention that. It's yeah. in the story here. But, but who are we talking about? What we did talk about uh, is that uh, the Uncridge, the, uh, the man who was taking uh, the place as the head of Pixar... Now no longer doing that. Uh, nope. He's leaving the company after 25 years. Uh, he, of course, was the director of Toy Story 3 and Coco, arguably the one and two best movies that Pixar has ever done, <laughs> according to one media book podcast. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, of course, he's been, since the comp- been with the company since Toy Story 1, where he, where he was an editor. Uh, he says, quote, I'm not leaving to make films in another studio. Instead, I look forward to spending much-needed time with family and pursuing other interests. Uh, there, as you kind of mentioned, there have been rumors of him joining John Laster over at Skydance Animation, where he is about to run. Uh, but that is not the case. He is, he is just retiring, essentially. He's done 
he's going to spend some quality time with his family. Yeah, there's nothing that says he can't come back. No, and who knows? Maybe he'll you know be on as a in consultant role. I could see. Yes, uh, but uh, for now, I think that it's smart of him to get out on a high. I mean, he directed Coco. Right. It's a big deal. Um, it is. This means that he's not going to be involved in Toy Story Four, the upcoming film. Um, Pete Docter will instead take his place as the pseudo head of Pixar. Yeah. For now. Which I can see. Makes sense. I mean, Pete Docter brought to you the other huge Pixar franchise, which of course is Finding Nemo. Nemo. So, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense that he would be the next in line. Yep. All right. Well, uh, that's it for news then. Uh, so, and we already talked about what we saw, so that means we get to move any right more, into... Any other thoughts? Uh, no, I didn't see any other new movies this week. I think uh, there any other like, movie stories I saw. No? I was planning on uh, sitting down and watching either... I was either going to watch Roma or I was going to watch uh, one of the Fire Festival documentaries. <laughs> uh, I had time to do neither. So, so I did, I did watch the Netflix Fire Festival documentary. That's technically a movie. We can talk about that. Okay, we can talk about that, I guess. So technically, I, I did watch that. I you're going to watch at least one of these. Well, I don't have access to one of these. Okay. So I watched the Fire Festival uh, documentary. And the entire time I was watching it, I just kept laughing at it. <laughs> Not just at what they were trying to accomplish, but at the people who were global enough to fall for this. Yeah, just across the board. Just across the board, just... Failure after another that people would fall for this thing. It sounded too good to be true. It eventually was too good to be true. <laughs> for sure. For sure. It's just like mind-boggling how you can just like... It's as if Blake McFarland watched The Wolf of Wall Street, took everything you're not supposed to get from right. the film, and basically became that person. Yeah, he learned. All, he took all the wrong lessons. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just... Hilarious, hilarious of a documentary to watch, and yet also hilarious in how it fell fell apart. Even though like he was trying so hard to keep everything together. Yeah. Oh, so stupid. It is. There's a dude named McDavid. McDavid? No, McDavid. McDavid. It's like the Dave. It's like the name David with an M in front of it. McDavid. Anyways. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Is that all you have to say? <laughs> uh, it's it's there you know if you want to watch it. I mean, we because we covered this thing continuously yeah, as it you unfolded. Knew everything. I knew everything as it was happening, so I didn't really gain anything new from watching it. There, but it is interesting to see like the actual extent of everything that they went into bamboozling these people. Yeah. Okay. Well. That does it for movies, so let's move into television. And we always start television with sports, and of course... Oh, we had a big sports weekend. Big sports weekend, as the four best teams in the NFL fought hard against each other. Both games went into overtime. Both games ended up with a victor, and who were your victors? The Los Angeles Rams will be led by Sean McVay to take on... Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. So you have the battle of the Goffense versus the Goat. The the Goff the Ram versus the Goat. Yes, yeah, Ram versus Goat. It's a classic barnyard <laughs> showdown. It's 
Uh, but yes, uh, the uh, the Rams beat the Saints in a controversial game. It wasn't a controversial uh, Apparently call. to the point where people over in Louisiana are uh, putting up on giant billboards that their that that their uh, game was rigged <laughs> and uh, petitions to the governor and petitions to the the uh, the league to have a rematch this weekend. There's a lot of stupid stuff happening uh, yes. about this. Uh, one, they will not replay the game. No, God no. Two, one missed call does not excuse 60 plus minutes yes. of football. Yeah, there's no... Three, Greg Zerline had to kick a 47-yard field goal to go into overtime. And then kick a 57-yard field goal to win. And D, yeah. the Saints got the ball first in overtime. Yeah, as fun as it is to imagine that, oh, if one call had gone a different way, they would have won the game, it's a little more complicated Oh, than that. and, and uh, X, the Saints were on a winning drive, so why are you even throwing the ball in the first place? Run it, if you're that concerned. Yeah, but you got Brew Drees. Yeah, but you got two running backs in Kamara and Ingram. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyways, then the second game, a little bit more predictable outcome there. You had uh, Tom Brady, who is Tom Brady, uh, or as you put it, uh, he's uh, just a regular dude until like I don't know two minutes left in the game, <laughs> and you have uh, you have an overtime situation. Then somebody from the stands say, "Hey, you're Tom Brady," and then he remembers he's Tom Brady, and then he plays and wins the game. Uh, so we have to go remind Tom Brady that he's Tom Brady, and they did. And sure enough, uh, they tied it up uh, towards the end there, the Chiefs. And then, yeah, uh, ended up going to overtime with a big win. So, uh, from the Ethernet, ether, <laughs> yes. from the Internet, we have a quote. Uh, I rewatched the game this morning. There was a single controversial missed call that was truly horrendous. <laughs> there are also several other missed calls that favored the Saints. Wow. Uh, this meme has actually gone around where there were missed uh, face masks, block in the back. Uh, holding penalties galore, but yeah, none of those uh, are yeah. going to be talked about. Uh, the Saints also gave up a thirteen-point lead, a- and then uh, and then your Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, Brew Drees, <laughs> threw a pick <laughs> in OT. So yeah, a little rough for sure. Yes, uh, but uh, he could have pulled a Brady, uh, but you know, y'all did. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Yeah, they did not uh, make the comeback that they could have there. Right. Cause so, when, yeah. Well, because when Brady got the ball in OT, he literally engineered that drive for two minutes down 80 yards to score yeah. with a Sex Burkhead. Se- sex Burkhead. I call him Sex Burkhead. So I was watching <laughs> my parents. I couldn't yell that because yeah, I got the ball. You could just yell sex. No, I could just yell sex. Even though I and wanted to. a man to. on the television. Uh, yeah, <laughs> needless to say, uh, despite, you know, wrinkles in both of the games, and despite, you know, unfortunate winners. Yes, the, the wrinkles in Belichick's yes. eyebrows are froze. Uh, it seemed like, nonetheless, both games were very entertaining. They were very close uh, yep. throughout, which is always fun. And that bodes well for the Super Bowl, because you do have two superpowers, essentially, uh, against each other. This will be a high-scoring game. This will be a lot of action um, I look forward to it. And, hey, uh, L.A., uh, we have a team in the Super Bowl. Yes, this is also very uh, poetic feeling because Brady's first Super Bowl win was against yeah. the, the Rams, formerly of St. Louis. Right. 
So it would be very weird if uh, this was either the... Uh, Brady's final bout. His final Super Bowl that he wins or the one that he loses. I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but odds are that this may be his last one. Uh, odds are, yeah. Yeah. You know, but that's just saying his age. Um, he's yeah. going to go as long as he keeps eating that um, avocado ice cream and... Keto diets or whatever that Giselle's... avocado ice cream. Whatever Giselle's feeding him. Yeah, seriously. So, yeah. Uh, so, the Super Bowl is, of course, February 3rd. Yep. Uh, that'll be the big game. Uh, so, yeah. We look forward to it. All right. Elsewhere in sports, uh, you have Baseball Hall of Fame Yes. News. Last night, the Baseball Hall... Uh, the Baseball Writers of America got together and voted on who should be in this year's Hall of Fame. And this was kind of a cool day because for the first time ever, there was a unanimous vote. So uh, so just think about that. Every single player mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame has never had a unanimous vote. I'm talking Mickey Mantle, yeah. Hank Aaron, Babe, Babe Ruth. Ruth. Yeah, if Babe Ruth can't even get a unanimous vote, like who knows? But yeah, a unanimous vote for Mariano Rivera. First time ever. Derek Jeter. Yeah. You know, people you think is like, oh yes, they clearly had a Hall of Fame career, but some writer's going to be like, no, I don't think they should get in on the first ballot. But apparently everybody loves Mariano Rivera. He is uh, Enter Sandman. So yeah, uh, he's the man. Uh, Also, uh, you have Mike Messina, Roy Holiday, and Edgar Martinez. Uh, Do note that those are three pitchers and a DH. Interesting. Yes. Uh, also note, not in the Hall of Fame yet, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, yeah. Roger Clemens. Those are a little bit of con- controversial picks, though. I can yes. understand why they're not there yet. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. Uh, a lot of uh, new uh, new uh, uh, players in the Hall of Fame. And then yep, only four this year. Elsewhere in hockey news, goalie Tim Howard retires. Not the hockey. Uh, oh, goalie. Go- goalie. I saw goalie in a suit hockey. Yes. Sorry, no. soccer. Yes, this is soccer. The other sport in which there are goalies. <laughs> My bad. This is a former Secretary of Defense, Tim Howard. I get it. I got it. Yes, Tim Howard, uh, soccer goalie. Sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah, retires been, at age 39. Yes, he's been playing with the Colorado Rapids. Um, appeared in 181 U.S. men's national teams. That's a lot. Yep. Uh, like I said, he was our Secretary of Defense um, <laughs> during the 2010 uh, World uh, Cup, right? FIFA World Cup. Yeah. Uh, someone changed his Wikipedia page to say Secretary, Secretary of Defense. Defense. That's fine. Yeah, it's a great thing that I still remember and enjoy. <laughs> so there you go. Anything else happened in the world of sports? Yes, two things. Okay. Um, first off, uh, the Australia Open is still going on. And that's the Open of what? The Open of Tennis. Okay, thank you. There's also, like, the opening of surfing. Yes. There's lots of opens. <laughs> yes, the Australia Open is currently going on, so if you want to watch some balls going back and forth... Do I? Get some tennis on. Okay. Uh, also, uh, the first big cup of golf at the return of Tiger Woods is this weekend. I don't think he's been gone for that long, so well, I don't think you need to say it like he's returning. Well, he's literally the favorite. <laughs> I was watching uh, ESPN the other day. They said, "Give me Tiger Woods against everyone else in the field. I bet he'll win." Wow. Okay. He's like, "I'll bet my house he'll win." You know, it sucks that he's <laughs> good again. Like, why does he have to be good again? 
He's I would tiger. be totally happy if he was just bad for the rest of his if life. If he just just mediocre. Yeah, just always like, always in the top five, never the one. Get his get his comeuppance. Ah, whatever. Anyways, yeah, he's still good. Anything else before we move on to television news? Uh, anything else? Um, basketball. He reached has reached the halfway point. Uh, get those MVP. Uh, not MVP. Um, All star ballots in as well as hockey ballots okay. in. Those are still going on. Uh, those all-star breaks will be in February next month. Okie dokie. Cool. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Tiger got second in the FedEx Cup last year, y'all. Oh, okay. So he's still relevant. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not relevant. <laughs> he's still good. I'm just saying I don't want him to be good. His glutes are activating again. Watch out, PGA. <laughs> So if we see Tiger oh, in a red shirt oh, on Sunday, you know it's going to be good. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to think about Tiger with his glutes. <laughs> That's not a visual I wanted. All right, so let's Tiger move glutes. On. Oh, that'd be great. Like, glutes. That'd be a Tiger great glutes. protein protein powder. Tiger now I'm glutes. I'm just thinking about Tiger Bomb. <laughs> it works for that guy. Uh, let's move on. Uh, television news. Bow, bow, bow. All TV. right. So TV, this is news in the world of television. So this is TV slash movies. But mostly TV. Because... Yeah, mostly TV. <laughs> Our first uh, story does involve, as you mentioned, a studio that does work in both realms, in the television and film realms. Uh, but we're going to put it in television because this may have a bigger impact long-term-wise es- there. Especially on where it ends up. So yeah, J.J. Abrams' company, Bad Robot. It's for sale! It's for sale of sorts. It's looking to make a new deal uh, for distribution away from Paramount, their yeah. current... Parker. Yeah, so they've been with Paramount for since 2006, uh, the first uh, Star Trek film. That uh, Well, not the first Star but, Trek film, but the first Star Trek film. With J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Well, no, technically this that was... robot. Actually, it was with... Um, it started with J.J. Uh, Abrams' first uh, film, uh, which is Mission Impossible 3. That's what I was going to say. It's like, I thought that that predated that. I, I thought yeah, that was an MI3 thing. Yeah, so that... So that um, Predated that, but that was the first film in the franchise. But yeah. most notably, Bad Robot does the Star Trek for Paramount. But yes, certainly you've seen the Bad Robot logo attached to things like J.J. Abrams' uh, Star War- Star Trek film. Uh, Star and War- Star Wars. Star Wars, <laughs> although I don't think their logo is on that. Uh, and also television, uh, such as J.J. Uh, Abrams' Lost? Yes, Lost. And, uh... I want to say Alias? Alias was him, I want to say, as well. Um, But, yeah. Well, so they're getting away from Paramount, and it looks like the the vultures currently checking out uh, the body here include uh, Universal, Disney, and Warner Brothers. Those are some pretty big vultures. As well as even Apple making an interesting alternative to those uh, entertainment That's not a vulture. That's a snake. Yeah, that's a snake. (laughs) I mean, Apple, you know... Yes, they've fallen on some recent financial hard times of sorts. But they're they still, still have a billion dollar company. They still have money they're to still buy stuff. Cash. Yes, it's not that they're hard on. And like, really, that's the interesting deal here is that yeah. because Apple is so flushed with cash that they could just straight make a cash offer for okay. Bad Robot. So yeah, the deal would encompass all their film, TV, video games, and other media initiatives under the Bad Robot umbrella. Warner Brothers, the current house, they're uh, currently housed their TV division, uh, so they have like an advantage of sorts. There. Yes, so even though Warner Brothers houses the TV division, Disney is kind of like helping themselves to J.J. Abrams directly Disney, yeah, Disney with has uh, Star Wars. Quite an argument with Star Wars, the biggest, probably, media franchise in the world right now. Yep, uh, Star- he's 
J.J. Abrams is currently directing Star Wars Episode Nine, Which, of course, is Disney's big cash cow for the end of this year. Yes, it is due out uh, at the end of the year. Uh, there's no subtitle for it yet. Yeah. But Super Bowl is right around the corner. But if anybody's going to make a bid, it has to be bigger than what Paramount has already been paying them yearly, which is already eight figures big every single year. Oh. Yeah. So if whoever wants them... Has to pay for sure, it. Just think of that. Uh, that's ten million minimum per Every year. Every single year that they've had a production deal with them. So that's insane. We're, I guess uh, it's up to the biggest wallet to open up here. So, so who's the biggest I'd wallet? I'd say Disney <laughs> is the biggest wallet in this, uh, in this uh, discussion. You would think Universal that, is out. I would say <laughs> you'd think Disney, but they did just make the big purchase for Fox. They did. But also, when you think of the competitors here, Universal doesn't have that kind of money. Well, they do now that they're not going to bid for Fox. I don't even think they had it then. I think they were. Wait, <laughs> like that was a big bluff. I think it? that that was a big bluff. I don't think Universal ever had that much cash. So no, I don't think that it. it this is a discussion. I think this is Disney's to buy. I think Paramount is not going to retain them. Yeah, I I'd think be... Paramount uh, gives up. I think Disney takes it, and I think the J.J. Abrams Library is a crown jewel in Disney Plus later this year. That would be... It would make sense. Interesting. J.J. would like the creative freedom, too. Yep. It would give him the opportunity to work on something original. Like, like Super original 8? show for them. Like Super 8? Or a movie, but I was thinking mostly a, a new television show. A J.J. Abrams television show. It would make perfect sense to put that on Disney+. Plus. Lost 2.0? God, no. Well, <laughs> we got that with Manifest, though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen with that? We, of course, we'll have more news... When it happens. All right. All right. What else do we have? We have a new show. Okay. One of our favorites, Game Shows. Hey! We love Game Shows here at the Media Boat Podcast. Which one's this one? This one's a game show called 25 Words or Less. This will be premiering this fall. will be hosted and produced by Meredith Vieira and 20th Television. Uh, Meredith Vieira of The View and uh, formerly host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? The Syndicated who Wants to Be a Millionaire, at least the first, uh, I want to say, four years of its existence? Uh, post Regis Philo. It got passed on after she uh, broke with the series. I believe after that it was Terry Crews and uh, yeah, uh, Steve Harvey was a host Steve at one Harvey point. Steve Harvey hosted it for a brief amount of time. Terry Crews was a host at one Cedric point. Cedric the Entertainer? Cedric I was, say, yeah, I want to say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this show, in case you're wondering what 25 words or less is... It features two teams of celebrities and civilians facing off in a fast-paced word game with a top prize of $10,000. That seems low. It does seem low when you're talking about millionaire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in the beginning rounds of the game, one team member provides clues to two partners to help them guess a list of five words using fewer than 25 clues. This sounds passwordy. This does sound like password. Uh, uh, in the final round, though, a contestant who, won, uh, who has earned the most points... Has 60 seconds to get his partner to guess 10 words, and they can only use 25 words or less. So yeah, uh, it so, yeah. does what it says on the label, folks. Uh, this is also a board game you can actually pick up at your local Target, made from the same guy who made categories, I want to say. Makes sense. <laughs> that checks out. So yeah, uh, I don't know, sounds like a, a, a classic video, uh, game show format coming into... Modern times. Not only that, but this is also Fox steering into the game show even more. Yeah. 
uh, with the ninja brain they have coming up, or Samurai. So this is going to be on Fox. It actually does not say the oh, it's Fox network yeah. here. Oh, yeah, it's Fox. yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, no, uh, uh, I didn't put that down there, but yeah, no, Fox already has a distribution in seventy five percent of the country right now for it. Yeah. Uh, Hundred twenty five markets. Oh, this is syndicated. This will be syndicated. Got it. That's why you didn't mention. That's that. why it's news. <laughs> that's why it's news, and that's why you didn't mention that network because yes. of that very. Uh, but yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. That's it for television news. Yep. So let's move on into cancellations and renewals. Uh, unless right. you watch any TV, but I doubt it. Do you, mm. do you watch any new television this week? I caught the first half hour of Celebrity Big Brother. Ew. Why? Um, there was literally nothing else on. Um, okay. Which is why I also turned it off after <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you also uh, watched, but I have not watched. There was an hour-long uh, special uh, for Steven Universe on Monday night. Yes, the series finale. Uh, no, okay. season five finale. Yes, yeah, sorry. Not the series finale. Season finale. Um, Don't scare me like that. Um, it definitely acts like a series finale. It's a culmination, they said, of a lot of things that have been happening, especially this season. Yeah. Is what have they been describing it. It is, however... Not the final project. As we well know, there is a television film that is in the works still uh, mm-hmm. that will premiere, I'm guessing, later this year. Yep. So the show is by no means over. In fact, they haven't even said that that movie is final final of any sort. So they're leaving the door open for a lot more possible Steven Universe content. But for right. now, this is the season five finale. Like I said, I have not watched it, so no spoilers, please. But yes, uh, big, big uh, yes. seal. This definitely wraps up a lot of the storylines they've been building up to. It did feel really rushed in terms of introducing a couple of characters. I mean, but yeah, that tends to happen with that show. It does. That show has that problem because it's like they get the writers obviously get very excited to show you these new characters. And it's very like, oh, here they are. But we don't really have that much time left in this episode to give you a whole lot of them. Right. Yeah. It's even with an hour. Even with an hour, they do cut some of them short. It is a good episode. Uh there's a lot going into it. I do kind of wish it went into a different route in terms of how it ended. But it's well done for a season finale. Well that's good. Like I said, this could work as a series finale, but they're not done. Because buddy. Well, also because there's probably more stories that they want to tell with these characters. Yeah, maybe. All right. Uh, let's move on then. Cancellations and Raylos. Anything else we watched? I don't watch anything else. Did you watch the Brooklyn Nine-Nine yet? I mean, yes. I, I've caught up now on okay. the returning shows. But All right. I haven't watched anything in note, I guess I should say. All right. Yeah. Okay, That's yeah, it nothing, then. No. So cancellations and renewals. We have a renewal at Sci-Fi, The Magicians, coming back for a fifth season. Whoosh. Showtime is bringing back uh, our cartoon president for a second season. Also in real life, uh, he is still there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hulu is bringing is, is uh, ending the first. The, their, I guess their show called the first. The first canceled after its first season. Yep. Uh, the Kaminsky Method is getting a second season over on uh, Netflix. That's following its Golden Globe win, right? For best comedy and uh, musical. NBC, uh, bringing Ellen's Game of Games back for a third season. Uh, that's a well, that's a hit show for them. Yeah, it's doing well. Yep. Trial and Error, canceled on NBC. Officially canceled. Officially canceled. It was off the, the schedule for a season. Uh, this was the John Lithgow, 
uh, show where Christian like, Chenoweth supposedly like shown like a docu series, yes. but it was a comic thing. I don't know. Never seemed like that was going to last, and sure enough, it didn't. It was supposed to be like a rotating celebrity cast each season. Yeah. Uh, not nothing. Uh, not nothing past season three. <laughs> Sci-fi's anthology series Channel Zero uh, canceled after four seasons. Oh. All over on Sci-Fi. Netflix's Grace and Frankie coming back for a sixth season uh, following its current fifth, uh, which I believe just premiered. Okay. Uh, that's it for cancellations and renewals. So that brings us to deaths. We've got two deaths this week. Uh, a couple, yeah, pretty, pretty lousy ones. Yeah. Uh, first up, uh, comedian Kevin Barnett, age 32, very, very young. Uh, comedian and co-creator of the show Rel. Yes, uh, the new show Rel, uh, yes. featuring Lil Rel. But yeah, uh, notably a writer uh, and a comedian for stand-up, uh, common podcast guest. I've heard a lot about this dude. Uh-huh. So uh, unexpected, out of nowhere. 39. Young. 32 is 32. super, super young. We also had Kay Ballard, age 93. She was an actress uh, in things such as Mothers in Law. Uh, yeah, both will be missed. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Okay. It's time to do the swap because oh, it's time we'll to talk swap. about music. All right, we always start music with the Billboard. Billboard, uh, if this sounds familiar, it's because no change since last week. Yep, uh, that means your Hot 100 includes Sunflower. By Post Malone, Sway Lee. Number one song, still. Number two is Without Me by Halsey. Number three, Thank You, Comma, Next by Ariana Grande. Number four, Sicko Mode with Travis Scott. And five, High Hopes. This has not changed in three weeks now. No. Uh, Well, yeah, the the contents moved around uh, last week. But yeah, otherwise they're identical. Yep, all right. Uh, In your Billboard 200, your albums list... We have Hoodie Season with a boogie with a hoodie. So you didn't listen to a new and album. And not listen to anything else new. Uh, I mean, for number one album. Yep. Uh, we also have... I did listen to that. I Am Greater Than I Was by 21 Savage. Yep. Uh, number three, Spider-Man Unto the Spider-Verse by various artists. Number four, Championships by Meek Mill. And number five, Beer Bonds and Bentley's by Post Malone. Again, none of that has changed. Yep, we're here again. So hopefully next week we'll have some, some uh, enough new releases caught up to change this up a little. Uh, I mean, I, I thought they would hit this week, but maybe I next thought so week? too, but yeah, I was, I was shocked when I tuned in to the Billboard site last night and said the same <laughs> exact thing. All here right. we are. Yep. Uh, but that means we have new releases. We do. Not as crazy of a week as last week, but still some stuff. Yep. So, uh, in case you want to know what you're going to be listening to this week, Let's we, find out. we have Backstreet Boys with Dina, or DNA. Yes, DNA. Yes. It's a new Backstreet Boys record in 2019. Yes, those Backstreet Boys. Yeah, those. Uh, we have Bring Me the Horizon with uh, Amo. I can't. It's not a physical thing I can bring you. It comes, though. What? The, the Horizon comes. It, it rises. Uh. It, it horizes. <laughs> Rising Zero Dawn. Yeah. We also have Fiddler with Almost Free. Just almost. Almost. Uh, Megan Trainer. Yes, that Megan Trainer. Megan With Treat Myself. Uh, Mike Kroll with Power Chords. Yep, I will probably be checking that out. We have Say Anything. A with... Steven Universe character, Mike Kroll. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that episode. Okay. Where they went to the garage show. He's uh, the, the band. He's the, the artist they go see. All right. 
We have nope. I don't. We Remember, have. Remember, uh, uh, Pearl sees the, the the flirts with the pink haired girl at the show. Oh yes. Yeah, that's that episode. Oh, that's. They're going to see a Mike Kroll show. Oh. In that, that episode, yeah, it's weird. It's that's a weird. real person. That's weird. Yeah, isn't that weird? It's a real person at a fake show. Yeah, I know. Weird. All the music in that episode is also his music. That's weird. <laughs> anyway, uh, we also have say anything <laughs> with Oliver appropriate. Uh-huh. We have Swerve Diver, Swerve Driver. Yeah, with Future Ruins, the Dandy Warhols. Yeah, uh, the play on words there. Yeah. I guess. Uh, with why you so crazy? I believe they did the uh, themes, the, the the theme music to MythBusters. The Dandy Warhols. Look it up. Anyways. <laughs> I try to think of what that theme was like. It was just. It's just like yeah. It's not like yeah. there's no vocals. Anyways. And, anyways, last we had <laughs> Team Koala with music to draw to colon low io low colon low colon I think it's io like the like the moon like io oh, like off okay. Anyways. Anyways, <laughs> there's a variety of music to listen to, but we also have a variety of. Music news to listen to. We do. Yes, let's listen to this music news. Ah, uh, it sounds so nice. Uh, so nice. We're talking about it twice. First up, we have Ariana Grande. We do. We mentioned her just just briefly. Uh, she has a song in the top five Billboard charts. Yep. Uh, she has provided material for a thousand memes with the release of the latest track of her fifth studio album. Thank you, Colin. Next. So yeah, we had known that this was the road to a new record. Now we have a confirmed date of February 8th. Yep. Uh, This is coming, like, immediately off of Sweetener. Pretty close after Sweetener. Um, This will be a whole album, though, uh, featuring, of course, your hit single, Thank You, Next, but also a few other fun uh, titles for tracks. Yep. Uh, Included track titles such as NASA, Ghosted, and Break Up With Your Girlfriend, Comma, I'm Bored. (laughs) That is the last song on this record. That is weird. Yeah, I know. This is all weird. It's all very weird. Also, she continues to write all her uh, track names in lowercase. Except for NASA. Well, yeah, because it's an acronym. Right. <laughs> Why did she do that? That's weird. Stop being weird. I don't know. She's Ariana Grande. She does her own thing. That's weird. Also, Instagram? What about it? Uh, is that her? I thought we were doing announcements on Twitter. Not Instagram. She does announcements wherever she wishes. Uh, but yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I don't want to uh, This is exciting news considering uh, we both really enjoyed Sweetener last year. Yeah, Sweetener uh, was actually a, a good quality it. album. She's had that makes me kind of weary that another album's coming out so quickly. So yeah, it's just, the, the, the recency is worrying. Also, I think that um, Sweetener came from such an interesting place in Ariana's life. She was writing it during a very positive relationship that she was in at the time yes and it was based in a lot of like those those, a feeling of positivity and my worry especially based on that last track name i don't want her to lose that positivity and so i don't know if i'm gonna like this as much but also i haven't heard any of the other songs so i'm with i'm going to try to withhold judgment until this thing's out well when other bands have put out albums so recently they're usually uh, double albums, and they're longer, and they suck. Yeah, I mean, we, we have a very similar situation with 
1975, we're yep. also expected to drop another album yep. uh, before the end, uh, end of the first half of this year. So, uh, yeah. Just put your best stuff forward. You would think, but would think here so. we are. Put your best stuff forward. Yeah. Uh, Spotify, we've yet to talk about them this year. Yeah, it's been a bit since we've had some Spotify news, but it's here's a, a doozy. Yeah, so Spotify is making it easier to mute a certain artists, including R. Kelly. If, you, if you'd like to. If you'd like to. Uh, the streaming service has quietly gone wide with features that make it a breeze to block, not a Drew Brees, uh, to block particular <laughs> artists from automatically playing in personal and curated playoffs, playlists, as well as charts. So yeah, how does this work? How does this work? Um, well, to engage this feature, you just simply have to click the Don't Play This Artist a button located in the menu for every artist. If you change your mind, you can go back to the same place and hit remove. Or what the don't play button doesn't doesn't do is wipe the artist from your Spotify account. So yeah. But rather it just automatically skips them. It's an auto skip feature. It's not a I don't want to see this name. It is a if you this comes up, I would like you to move on to the next song. That's all this does. This is great because I have this in several of my playlists where I'd like to just automatically skip mm-hmm. these songs that are in there because it fits the theme, but I constantly don't want to be listening to them. And you can do you can do this by hitting that and don't play button. Yep. This is a great feature. Uh, so, here's the thing about this feature. So, as you may remember, Spotify was in some hot water earlier, uh, or late last year, uh, when they had briefly considered removing certain artists from their publicized playlists. And what Our I mean Kelly. by that was... Uh, they had removed R. Kelly from their um, from their like top hits sponsored or sponsored playlists. Any playlist that basically you would have discovered authored by Spotify. Right, but they eventually did add him back into those playlists. So yeah, after some pressure uh, from a lot of a uh, lot of uh, both the public and a lot of agents that were basically arguing, hey, if you're going to do that with this artist, why don't you do it with this artist, this artist, this artist, this artist? Basically arguing that if Spotify wasn't going to have a blanket policy for it, that they believed that it was not in good faith to do it for one person. So this is kind of Spotify pulling the back, spending some time really thinking about, like, how can we provide users with the ability to do this without making it a company policy? And you, you just do it by letting the user choose what they don't want to listen to. So I'm conflicted here. I am obviously a proponent of if you don't want to see something, you should have the power. A consumer should have the power to remove it. Uh, to basically, this is good because it puts the power into the, the Spotify subscriber's hand. Uh, yeah, but this is goes beyond just you creating a playlist. It's other people's playlists. It's their radio. Right. It's their curated. It's their algorithm that they're... Yeah basically affecting you are basically yeah it gives you the power to omit the existence of something in a way even though you can still see it right the problem that i have and uh, some people also on the internet have expressed about this is that this is in no way a long-term solution to the actual problem which is the very existence of the, the the this material on their their website it is basically saying, it is basically a company saying, we aren't going to tell you what you should and shouldn't listen to. You, better you do basically that have to make that call. 
it's it's a very apolitical move, which of course, as we've discussed every single time this happens on this podcast, yeah. is still a political move. It is Spotify saying we're too scared of the repercussions of actually removing R. Kelly or similar artists from our program and giving them no publicity that we are willing to still give them the publicity to the people who want to hear it and give people who don't like it the power to remove it. It is a half step. It's a half step that does not change the perception that I and many other people have about Spotify not doing enough. But it's something. Yeah, but (laughs) you and a couple thousand versus the millions of subscribers who still want to listen to Ignition. Right, which sucks. What I'm saying is it sucks that Spotify is more, like, is willing to basically be like, well, we have people who don't want to get rid of their Ignition remix, and so we're just going we're just gonna give them an option. It's like, it's just, it's such a milk toast move. It is. When they could be making a bigger statement here. And they almost did. That's the, that's the crazy part, and what makes me most angry is they were so close to doing it. They did it, and then they pulled it back. Yeah, but it was still there. You it can still, still access it. It's still there. You can still do it. But but it's a big difference when you actually have to do the effort of searching for something to find it as opposed to, oh, I see it. I'm going to say no. I don't know. It's a different thing to me. I think what they were doing was way more on the right track. Still not as much as they could do. But overall, this is, this is, this is this kind is... of a coward cowardly move. Yeah, but it's the right compromise for everyone. If you don't want to listen to it, just do it yourself. It doesn't seem like a compromise to me. It seems like them giving up. It's basically that this is is something to be like, alright, fine, we we gave you the option, can you shut up now? Well, yeah, that is their (laughs) option, because they'd rather... I'm saying that's not a good thing. But they'd rather anger 10,000 people than 10 million people by removing it completely. You really think that many people... Love, care that much about R. Kelly? That love ignition remix? That that <laughs> like R. Kelly's music? I don't know. I don't know. I think that that number's pretty big. Well, because well, as soon as you start censoring R. Kelly, then you got to censor everyone related and that's to that. That's the problem that they had run into before, right? And I'm that's saying... the problem I'm running into you with this: <laughs> is that nobody can censor everyone, so do it yourself. Uh, yeah, but it's a, it's it's eschewing corporate responsibility for get for 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 user. Yes, and there, there's like, the for problem users, for you. It's like I corporate, corporate, what corporate. I, what, what I'm saying is, I want them to be better than they are now. What and color is Spotify's logo? <laughs> it's green. What yes. else is green? Algae. Buddy, buddy speaks. <laughs> I know where you're going. With that. I know you know where you're going. I don't care. <laughs> I want to believe that they can be better. And I want to believe I can fly. Oh, okay. Let's move on. All right. Please. On that note. Well, let's talk about stuff that you listen to then. Yeah. So I listened to a couple of records this week uh, that came out. I'll be brief. Uh, first, I listened to the new Deer Hunter. Uh, Not to be confused with Base Hunter. No, very different. Turns out. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> what she said? She's with you, apparently. She's with me. <laughs> uh, I'm outnumbered. Fine, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> me and the angry Twitter left. I'm not like, saying you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> I just say that the way Spotify did it was the corporate 
correct response to it. But it's such it. a corporate response. Okay, we're done. We cannot okay. argue about this podcast to be a billion hours long. Uh, okay, I listened to two records this week. Uh, first, right. I listened to the new Deer Hunter. Yes. Um, I've been a long-time fan of them. I saw them live once. It was rad. Um, their new record is a lot like their last one, Fading Frontier, uh, which came out in 2016. Uh, it's a very uh, cleaned-up version of their sound, but it still involves a lot of their tr- like the, their their trademark riffs and their trademark uh, penchant for jamming, which I love when they jam. Um, it also uh, involves a lot less personal lyrics and a more a lot, a lot more like broad looking at the world kind of perspective. Very timely, in sure. case you're wondering. A lot of very like, uh, yeah, s- sad state of sad state of affairs kind of thing. Uh, but anyways, uh, I also listened to the new Sharon von Etten record. Uh, that's excellent. Um, it's her best album so far, I think. Um, it's it, a lot of. A lot of use of kind of dark synths, a lot of really cool uh, um, atmospheric kind of things. Are you falling asleep over there? No. Don't you do <laughs> no. All right. Um, also, uh, Sharon von Etten. And Etten, yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, very, very good. I recommend the track 17. That thing's a banger. <laughs> I just want to listen to it as the character in the, in the song does. Uh, with my top down and my uh, my uh, convertible, so yes, it's real good. Your convertible, real good stuff. Uh, yes, uh, from the chat we have Backstreet's back, all right, <laughs> and seaweed is green too. Seaweed is green too. That's true. <laughs> yes. and, and, yeah, uh, uh, we all yes. Uh, she seems to be making the same argument that you are. <laughs> I'm not saying my argument's right. I'm just saying that's the argument. Like, I understand where you guys are coming from. I just think they could do better than this. It, it's a half step to where we need to be. It's about responsibility. It's not about, like, I get giving it a choice. I'm not saying having a choice is a bad thing. I am obviously on board with that. Like, you should have, like, I literally opened up my <laughs> argument saying that I think that in any case, consumers should have a choice about what they see and what they listen to. I believe that. However,. Spotify could be doing more and could be taking a stand here, and they're not. That's all I'm saying. I and think they're going to stand behind their wall of cash. Anyways! <laughs> I want a wall of cash! Dude, that'd be so great! Wouldn't that be good? Yeah, just a, a wall of cash? Hang out. Ugh. It's a paper cut stuff. Every time you like move against it. Anyways, we have uh, video games. Yeah, we need to talk about <laughs> video games. We're done with music. <laughs> Let's move on to something more fun. All right. Upcoming, we have Smite for the Switch. Smite's coming out for the Switch, so check that out if you haven't yeah. played it. It's a, uh, I'll believe this is going to be free. It's been free for the PlayStation and Xbox. It's a pretty fun game if you like those uh, MMO style uh, beat her up. Wait, what? Beat them up, Spike. Beat them up. Beat them up. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, who are you beating up? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we also have... Pikuniku. One more time. Pikuniku. There you go. For the Switch and PC. Nailed it. Uh, Resident Evil 2 for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. And Speaks and the Cursed Buddy. Cursed Buddy. Cursed Mummy <laughs> for the Switch. Sphinx, the Cursed Mummy. So your big releases, of course, uh, the, the Resident Evil 2 is the, a remake of the classic Resident Evil 2. Right, but updated in HD. Yep. But that's not the biggest release of the week. Come on, take it away, Mike. All How right. excited are you 
You finally get to say this. Ugh. Come for, on. Okay. Say it. For 17 years, <laughs> I have waited for the end of this conclusion to oh, finally Lord. come. In 2002, a game came out that changed my life. I'm getting, I'm getting all set up In here. 2006, uh-huh. the sequel was released. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we've waited, laying in dormant, in secret, hiding on message boards, contemplating when this game would be released. And we got it. A trailer in 2013, when the PlayStation 4 was first announced that this game would be coming. In 2013. <laughs> Yeah. It is 2019. The PlayStation 4 is currently on its way out, I want to say. It's past its if midway. It's to be believed, yes. Yes, it's past its midway cycle, and we have yet to have this game. So that was six years Until ago. Until now. Six years and two engines ago. <laughs> uh, and re-releases, and remakes, and compilation packages, and this thing has gone through the PS2. The Vita, the 3DS, the PS3. Uh, it's it's been a long time coming. It it feels weird that's actually here now, because it's like the thing that's never gonna happen, and yet we find it's finally here. It's literally days away. Of course, Scott, talking about uh, Kingdom Hearts Three. Yeah, it's a game. It's real. It's, it's real. out. You're gonna be able to play it. <laughs> Like, that just seems insane to be able to say that. Dramatic AF. Calm down, Mike. I know. You gotta really... You, this is your lifeblood, though. It, it this love, thing has been around for over half my life. You love very few things more than Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Maybe the Colts. Uh, <laughs> my doctor. Yeah, your doctor. Like, they're... But they're oh, they're, yes. That list is like... It's in top five. Oh, yeah. It's in top five it up is. there. You love Kingdom Hearts. I do. So, yeah. This is, this is the release... This will be, of course, widely covered next week because yes. uh, we'll be able to get all our whole uh, hand, hot hands I've on a copy of this. I've been avoiding stuff online for the past week because there was a quick thing about leaks being announced. I was like, okay, I'm done with you. Yeah. I'm done reading all your theories and hypes and posts and stuff. For the past three years, I've been analyzing every trailer that's dropped, uh, replay every game, purchasing every... HD remake, playing through them, 100% of them. You saw me 100% of them. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so are you are you ready? Do you feel ready? The thing's going to consume my life. Yeah. So, <laughs> if it uh, hasn't already. So yeah, starting Tuesday, uh, launch uh, day. Monday. Be, uh, Monday at 9 p.m. Okay, 9 p.m. Wow. Monday at 9 p.m. You will be on twitch.tv slash mediaboats. Yes. This? Yes, I will be. Okay, I'll be tuning in. I want to see how this uh, thing starts. There are tears streaming down my face. This thing is here. <laughs> it's here. But that's not the only thing we need to talk about. There's other things that we need to talk about for video games. What's going on in the world of video games? I don't games? know. I'm just talking about the Kingdom Hearts 3 and no, everything. No, no, we'll be oh. back to, like I said, we'll talk about Kingdom Hearts 3 <laughs> next week when we know like how like what the actual thing is. Uh, from the chat, I'm surprised I'm even on the same list as something he reacted to so ridiculously. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Yes. We're always surprised. Uh, like, like, like you said, this Full thing has uh, been a part of my life. Like, yeah. 
like literally from 2006, I've waited for the release of this thing. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. 13 years. A lot of people are just as jazzed as you are. But we will talk more uh, about Kingdom Hearts next week. we got to move on. Okay. Well, if you want to watch me play some Kingdom Hearts, you can watch it on, on Twitch. Twitch. But you know what else is happening on Twitch this week? Something very, very good. Uh, knock games done quick. No, that happened. That was cool. This was a different kind of Twitch stream. This is one a, for a different kind of cause. This is Twitch streams for trans rights. Yeah. So, Homer guy. So H bomber guy, guy, guy is, I think, how you're supposed to say that. Uh, whose real name is Harry Brewis. Yeah. Uh, was raising money for Mermaids. It's a Mermaids is a UK-based nonprofit that supports children uh, with gender dys- dysphoria. Yeah. Okay. Um, Basically, uh, the feeling that one gets if they're questioning uh, the gender they are or do not feel comfortable uh, mentally or physically in the gender that they were assigned. You know, and that's what usually is the the catalyst for uh, when trans people uh, decide to yep. to do what they do. Well, uh, H. Uh, Bomber Guy decided to stream the classic Nintendo 64 Plammer Donkey Kong 64. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a game he regretted uh, never beating as a kid. Regret's a strong word. It is. <laughs> I have also never finished yes. Donkey Kong 64. Will I? No. No. But by the time the marathon wrapped up, uh, 58 hours later. Yeah. Well, so this is a continuous 58 hour stream then? Yeah. yeah. Wow. With, with, with breaks. Yes. Uh, so he 100 percent the game. Yeah. And personally... Raised three hundred and forty thousand dollars. That's a big chunk of change. Yes, uh, U.S. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, uh, made a surprise appearance during yeah, the stream. Yeah, an actual Congressperson showed up on the stream. Wow. Uh, somebody, uh, I guess, tweeted, uh, mentioned her in a tweet about it. She saw it on Twitter. She jumped on the stream for a while. She talked about her experience with video games. Apparently, it's not super in-depth. Yeah. She said that growing up, she had a friend that had an N64, and she used to go over there and watch and play games all the time. And she said, quote, that she believes that it's probably the greatest system of all time. You had 64? Which is the most <laughs> of her generation thing. Note that she is around our age. I would say the PS2, because so. it outsold it. Hey, I'm not going to put words in her mouth, uh, so I'm just saying what she said. Well, anyway. I'm also saying that because Kingdom Hearts 22 came uh, out yeah, on yeah, that Yeah, yeah, we system. know where your alliance yes. lies. <laughs> but anyways, I thought this was a cool, positive story in, in a world where we need more of these. Uh, and I thought it was really, really cool to have such influential figures in our government uh, show up and support a cause like this. Yeah. Well, it she's very she's, heartening. She's also very on top of the whole uh, Twitter thing. She is. Uh, she is very, very active on social media. She yep. has a way of of at least appearing uh, like she has uh, tapped into our our generational zeitgeist. Yeah. And if she keeps that going, uh, I think that that means uh, very, very good things for the future of our government. I think. But I'll get off my soapbox now. Move on. Okay. Uh, let's move on too. Yeah. Uh, to Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Wait, wait, no, not Kingdom Hearts. No. So like I said, two, two <laughs> things in my life um, Keep trying. are, are high on my list. Uh, one of them, for better or worse, you could say, yeah. is uh, Power Rangers. Yeah, you love Power Rangers. It's yes. like a thing that I guess you loved as a kid that you just kept loving. Uh, there's still things to love about Power Rangers, yeah. including video games. Yeah, every once in a while they put out a video game with yep. these guys. Uh, this one is called Power Rangers Cold Battle for the Grid. Is a new cross-platform fighting uh, game from Hasbro, 
Lionsgate, and developer Edway. Um, the game gathers new and classic rangers and villains together uh, for team battles and utilizes a new streamlined combat system described as an uh, easy-to-learn but hard-to-master fighting game meant to put a fresh and modern spin on the Power Rangers franchise. Now, I know a little bit more about this game because this, sto uh, this uh, story actually follows the comic book story of the current Shattered Grid, yeah. uh, where they introduced the evil Tommy, uh, Lord Dragon. Okay. And so that will also be playing play a factor here. So there's some real serious uh, Power, Power Rangers lore going on here. Oh, yes. No, this uh, current uh, Shattered Grid uh, series, actually it's like two parts of Shattered Grid, uh, pre and post. Uh, um, yes, I'm that dirty off Power Rangers. Yeah, I'm like, not surprised by any of this. <laughs> I knew putting this story in, I was like, oh, he's going to probably be able to talk a lot about this. Yeah, but uh, no, this is actually really good. Um, I really liked that story arc of the Shattered Grid series. Um, I really hope uh, this video game turns out really well uh, with it. I did play, uh, uh, if, if you note... The mobile game yes. uh, for Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, but was sad that it mainly featured the most recent seasons and none of the previous ones. Or at least it did have classic characters, but under a paywall. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely under a paywall. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Shattered Grid is an amazing series. If you want to check that out at your local comic book store or uh, on Power Rangers directly uh, through comic book uh, webcomics as well. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that's a, a really great story. Cool. Awesome. Then I'm glad that's something to look forward to. Now, when it says multi-platform, do you think this will be mobile and possibly, like, downloadable on, like, uh, so, consoles? Uh, this is, uh, I, the picture, not, I think, here, uh -huh. says it here. So it'll be PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC, or Steam. Oh, so this is not mobile. This is strictly this is, no, console and PC. This is console, PC, and Steam. This is an actual, okay. this is an actual like, platform game. This is a, some mobile BS. I thought here. it was a fighting game. Yeah. Wait, is it a fighting platform game, a la yeah. Super Smash Brothers? Uh, is that what they're going for here? Super Smash Brothers, kind of a Power Stone kind of thing. No, uh, think more like um, like two two and a half, two two point five D, kind of graphics. All right, yeah. okay. it's a side scroller. So it's like a brawler. Yeah, it's I'm like very a confused. <laughs> It just, the, the story I read just referred to it as a fighting game. Okay. So I, I, that's what I assumed this was. All right. I, I made me think of something else then. If you are. Because uh, last year they had a Power Rangers uh, series or video game come out that was two uh, 2.5D. Oh, maybe. Uh, side scroller. Beat them up. Okay. Well, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But I guess we'll find out when this thing comes out. Yeah, we'll find out. Exciting times. All, All right. right. So that brings us to thoughts then. It does. Did you play any video games this week? Um, I, I pseudo watched the end of Red Dead Redemption. Getting there. Okay. Uh, that's going to be wrapping up at my place <laughs> by Monday. Because right. it has to be. It has to be. <laughs> uh, come so yeah. You're taking come. over that television. <laughs> it's yours. Uh, if my enthusiasm has not made that yeah. abundantly clear at this like, point. That's going to be your territory right there. Yes. Uh, but, no, I'll be wrapping up uh, the end of Red Dead. Uh, having watched, like, 75% of that game, I'm glad I don't, I'm not playing that. Because yeah. traversing between each setting, even though it's long and you'll get some backstory to it, it's just a really long time to be on horseback while you're waiting for the thing to load. Oh, for sure. 
or while you're waiting to get from point A to point B. Yeah. And sure, they're giving you some backstories, but unlike with God of War, where it was interesting stories while you're listening to it. They don't quite have that here. It's not quite as engaging. It's you in nature. You in cowboy nature. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, TB12. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it then. All right. Did you play anything? I did not play anything. All Just right. uh, more Super Smash Brothers. So, yeah, I've got nothing. All right. So, then we're good to plug away? We're good to plug away. That is it for the Media Boat Podcast. Uh, if you would like what you hear, you can find us live every Wednesday night. Um, that's around the hours of 5 and 6 Pacific time, p.m. Uh, you can find that on YouTube. Just search YouTube for Media Boat Podcast. Find our page, like, and subscribe, and you'll see when we go live. You can also hear the audio version of our podcast on podcast services like Apple Podcasts. Just search Media Boat Podcast. You'll find us there. I said podcast a lot. Yeah, you did. Right there. Uh, or any other other devices that give you those those glorious podcasts. Just type in our name and you'll find us. Uh, you can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter at, at MediaBoatCast. Facebook, search Media Boat Podcast. You'll find our page. Twitch.tv. We'll be streaming Kingdom Hearts 3 starting Tuesday, or Monday night at 9 oh. p.m. Pacific time yep. on well, twitch.tv slash media boat. Yep, waiting for that East Coast 12 o'clock yep. midnight to unlock it. So check that out then. Um, you can also find us on Patreon where you can help us out with money. As little as a dollar a month uh, can help us make content even better than it is. Make new content that you haven't even seen before. You can even request stuff. I don't know what the hell you, you, you can get because we don't have any yet. So be our first patron. Go on there and donate, and we'll, we'll appreciate you forever. We'll get you special, special things. Uh, that'll do it then uh, for this episode of the Media Boat Podcast. And we'll be back next week uh, with Kingdom Hearts stuff. With Kingdom Go Hearts more. and more Kingdom Hearts. All right. Thank you all for Bye. listening. We'll be back. Bye. Bye.